Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, and Charlie Long kicking off your Friday, February 9th. And we are deep, deep, deep into Mardi Gras action today, gentlemen. Quick old show today. Yes. Thankfully, we get to get out 6 o'clock so we can try and make it through the hordes of folks out there and get home safely i would say that like who's listening but i just drove in here through the traffic and i'm sure there's a lot of people who are just sitting in traffic banging their head on the on the dashboard so hi if, if you want to talk call in right i'm a good thing too i'm sure a lot of folks setting up on the parade route probably have oh WWL, especially to listen to us my favorite thing about mardi gras is all these people who spend all year talking about how much they hate new orleans are so are tripping over each other to claim like a 10-foot patch of grass <laughs> on the streetcar line sit out there for 48 hours in shifts and then and then leave and complain about the place anyway i'm not i'm not i, I live Don't right off bitter, the, right i live right off the endymion route so it's a like we have to block off the if we're not parked there we have to block off the spots in front of our house because if we leave them unaccounted for someone will just park there and then not move for like three Forever. days <laughs> and we'll be parking block anyway it's a whole thing but I, I I'm glad everyone's having a good time it's uh it's a special time here and you know I I do think it's interesting people from outside the area. And I'm not talking about people from Kenner or even Metairie or anything. Like, like I'm talking about like people out of the area that don't understand Mardi Gras, and then they encounter these floats, right? Like we're going to talk about the Derek Carr. I was going to say leading right into that perfect the satire float yeah. of the you know the zombie car, which is great. Like it's a fantastic float. Like whoever is responsible for building that float deserves Kudos to, to you, take Ray. a bow. I, that is one thing that bugs me about Mardi Gras. We never hear about the float builders. The we only hear about the, the crews and they come up with the ideas, but the float builders are the ones that deliver on them. But like, you know, I see these things every year and I'm, and so I, one of the reasons I don't share them out typically because they end up getting used in takes of like, oh my God, the entire community is against Derek Carr. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe. But this isn't what that's not what this is telling you. This is telling you that that crew had a really good idea, a spot on idea for a hilarious Just float. Just having a little fun. And right. they nailed it. And Derek Carr, you know, to his credit, he was a good sport about it, right? Like he had a response. But yeah, that's kind of how I felt as a, a zombie the first time. Yeah, I had to pull that up. So, so we had that. Can't lie. This depicts exactly what I felt like the first half of the season. So I understand. And it's, it's zombie Derek Carr. Yeah. Right, and I had someone say like, "Oh, well, the, you know, this—they never did this to Drew." And I'm like, "Okay, you know, Drew was here for a long time, and I'm not going to say I can tell you exactly which, you know, floats made fun of Drew Brees, but I assure you that these these satirical Mardi Gras crews, the crudités, the chaos, or whatever—I'm sure he ended up on a on his fair share of floats. Now, Derek's a lot easier to make fun of than Drew was, you know, the Super Bowl winning first ballot Hall of Famer that he is." 
uh, you know, it's a little tougher. You got yeah, you got to thread for, the needle a little bit more. First year he came to New Orleans, he took him to the NFC Championship. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a you know, it's a low hanging fruit here, obviously. But like Zion gets it every year, right? And yeah, that, Zion's that are was, way more personal. The one that knocked his weight was definitely a, a bit brutal. Well, the one to the one in this the the one this year was like the the baby mamas. Oh, is, I didn't see that one. Oh yeah, it's they get very personal with Zion, uh, and Zion's a younger guy. Like I feel like you know if I was if I'm a 22 year old. Uh, guy seeing these films, I'm like, why does everyone? <laughs> why, why are you being so me, mean right? to me? But no, I don't think it, that's not what it is. Like, it's not. It's not even about sports. It is about these crews doing what they do, right? And they did a very good job, and they deserve credit for it. But I don't think it's about like anything beyond that. No, I, I, and like we said, Derek Carr taking everything in good jest yeah. wasn't offended by anything. Uh, I was uh, interested to see the Saints making another move. Well, nothing official, oh, wait, obviously. Sports, there's actual sports There is actually about? sports to talk about oh, today, too. Uh, Pelicans playing later on tonight in Los Angeles. But okay. sticking out with this, that, the then. Saints theme, at least, uh, a new uh, assistant coach being added to the team, quarterbacks coach. Yeah, Andrew Janoka. Well, so, yeah, we're, we're in this kind of gray area where so-and-so is expected to hire who, <laughs> and this person hasn't been hired. But, you know, but I do think, you know, if you're looking at it and saying, well, they haven't hired Clint Kubiak, I'm still nervous, right? <laughs> I'm concerned because until there's pen to paper i'm not going to believe it well you know this is a clear sign like if you're trying to look, read the tea leaves you know andrew Janoko was clint kubiak's quarterbacks coach in minnesota in right. 2021 so there's no mystery as to why you ended up with that name and you know i i don't know if they're gonna finalize this hire because they could theoretically finalize this hire prior to the super bowl whereas they can't with clint because he's coaching in the super bowl um, but you know, that's just a sign that his staff is coming together and you know, it's, this is not going to be a cold defeat situation, right? Like there's, there, there's no other offensive coordinator position. It's not like he's <laughs> like, you look at like Gerard Johnson who kind of pulled his name out of the coaching searches and yeah, he went back to, to be the quarterback's coach in Houston where he gets to spend another year on a, on a staff and learn and get, you know, improve as a coach and then maybe take over when Bobby Sloak inevitably leaves. That's not what's happening in, in San Francisco. So, you know, I like I don't think that's even a question. I don't know if I'm talking about it considering I don't think it's a question. But, you know, one of the things that I was interested in was how is he going to build out his staff? And I do want to talk yeah. more about all of the departures. Uh, but how is he going to build out his staff relative to San Francisco? And everyone's talking about San Francisco and like the Shanahan offense. And this is how he's going to modernize it. But we've kind of ignored – a lot of people have kind of ignored the fact that he was an offense coordinator in Minnesota, and there's going to be influence from that just probably just as much as you're going to see influence from San Francisco. I think maybe because it's just one season, that it's kind of out of sight, out of mind for folks. And no one talks about Denver where he spent no, a year. Exactly. Probably the you know terrible year uh, as Russell Wilson's quarterbacks coach on Nathaniel Hackett's staff. Like no one wants to touch that with a ten foot pole. And maybe you that know didn't maybe, maybe it's a good example of like <laughs> hey you know. That's just an experience where things went badly, so you can learn what not to do. Exactly, yeah. Um, but no, and, and Janoko was the uh, quarterback's coach for the Bears this past season. Working with Justin Fields, right? Working with Justin Fields and Luke Getze, who is a candidate a target, for the yeah. Saints offensive coordinator job. So, you know, the, that's, that now becomes a really interesting <laughs> interview process because if they were trying to vet Janoko, who better to talk to than Luke Getze? who was his boss this past season. So, you know, th these connections are always interesting in how it develops. But, yeah, I think you're starting to see that staff, and it's going to be a whole new staff. The DJ Williams left 
Uh, he's going to be the quarterback's coach in Atlanta. He's been an assistant for since 2017 on this staff. He worked very closely with Derek Carr. Kevin Carberry is also, has also left. He's going to be the Bucks' offensive line coach. So you're seeing a lot of changes, and uh, you know it's going to be a question of how quickly you can implement that. Yeah, and obviously we talked about, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, when Ronald Curry went to the Buffalo Bills, another uh, uh, Saints staffer taking their talents elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's eight. He was offered the wide receiver position uh, coaching job, right? Yeah, so I think that's eight coaching changes, and we can go through them. We don't have enough time before the break here, but we can go through them at some point. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like – they wanted Janoko clearly to be the quarterbacks coach, right? And but like Ronald Curry is a well-respected coach. They wanted him to stay on staff if they could. He was a wide receivers coach previously, so it's not just out of the blue. Like, oh, let's give him whatever. Mm, like, right, just he does have experience doing that. You've already fired Cody Burns. I, I think I saw. I think John Hendricks of Sports Illustrated reported that they similarly tried to offer DJ another job, and he took the quarterbacks position with Atlanta instead. And I, and so that's what happened with Ronald. And I don't blame him. You get passed over for. A promotion? How many times? Like I, I, I can understand. It's like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Hang out with Joe Brady and Josh Allen. Get, but go buy a winter coat. I was gonna the, say a little bit colder in Buffalo, though. Yeah. So Ronald Curry's also out the door. There's only, I want to say, four coaches, offensive coaches from last year. Clancy Barone is the only remaining position coach on offense from the 2023 staff, and it does sound like he's gonna stick around. He did cross pads with. Uh, Clint Kubiak in Denver a few years back. So that makes sense. Hanging out here till 6 o'clock on Sports Talk. Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, also Charlie Long. We're running the show. Want to sound off? Chime in on Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. That's 504-260-1870. Be back with more on Sports Talk right after this on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into Sports Talk Friday. Feeling good. Uh, Got Dave Mason coming up next hour. He's the Bet Online Sportsbook brand manager. Going to be talking about some of the Super Bowl prop bets going into the big game. I don't know if you guys have made any uh, bets, I'll say, on the game for Super Bowl uh, 58 yet. I, I haven't. I haven't really looked at the props yet, but I will be betting the over on total time. They showed Taylor, Taylor. Swift is shown on the broadcast because they would be fools. They would be fools. To not show her. Are we for sure definite that she will be able to make it from her, I think, tour in Japan? She's going to be there, Steve. <laughs> she will be there. She'll so, find a way. 
I'm, not, I'm, nothing like can I, keep Taylor from her from her love, which is being shown on television. Now, if they really want to get impressive, she needs to fly back in time and then helicopter in in time for the halftime show at Usher. Yeah, that, that's that's the real question. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm betting the under on uh, on halftime performances, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, what's interesting to me, I uh, want to talk to, you know, next hour too about those prop bets. If you are singing the national anthem and it's, you know, that certain time is on it, can't you kind of manipulate the bet? Well, you could say that about like the oh, color the of the Gatorade, right, too. totally. Uh, so, I mean, there is, I think we, we talked to somebody last year um, on, on, on WWL and had that conversation. And I think there is something baked in there where they have to like, you know. But, yeah, I mean, if you're Luke Bryan and you're like, oh, I can hold that last note. I can hold that last note for a long time, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it's these the sports books get got to figure that out. Uh, getting back into the Saints side of things, uh, we talked about the addition of a new quarterbacks coach, but there's also been quite a number of departures that you wanted to touch on. Yeah, yeah, and so you're talking about 15 coaches over the last – two years that you have moved on from. And I say it that way because they're not all the same. They're not always the same exact scenario. Some guys got fired. Some guys went on to other opportunities, right? Some guys you just moved on from, and you can call it what it is, right? Like Ryan Nielsen going to Atlanta to be their defensive coordinator, that's a promotion, right? Declan Doyle going to the the Broncos to be their tight ends coach, that's a promotion. So you're not really looking at that and saying, you know, it's tough to know whether the team would have moved on from them either way. Kevin Carberry is a good example. We talked about that. He's going to be the Bucs offensive line coach. They may have wanted to keep him, but... Were they going to give him a promotion to offensive line coach? Probably not. So that kind of eliminates it. But this year alone, you're talking about eight assistants that you have moved on from. So that's Pete Carmichael, who's the offensive coordinator, Doug Marone, offensive line coach, Ronald Curry, who's the quarterback's coach, Cody Burns, who was the wide receiver's coach, Joel Thomas, who's the running back's coach. He left to go to the Giants. Again, that's another example of a guy leaving. We don't know if they would have moved on from him, but they also could have blocked it and didn't. So clearly they weren't, you know, too broken up about losing him. What happens um, if the Giants don't keep Saquon? Yeah, that's a good question. This Giants are, you know, we, that's a whole other conversation. Everyone's talking about how Brian Dable's mean to everybody. I, I don't know. That's a whole thing. But Good luck, uh, Joel Thomas. Then we talked about Kevin Carberry. Bob Bicknell was, is an assistant offensive whatever coach. I don't know exactly what he did, if I'm being honest. But he also was fired. And so, you know, last year I said Chris Richard, Dan Roshar, Zach Streif, Corey Robinson, Sterling Moore all out of town. And So to me, my, my big question is, you know, you go back to 2022 – and you look at, okay, why did the Dennis Allen era start in the first place? Because it wasn't, it wasn't at that point, the idea was not, hey, we're going to rebuild everything. We're going to start from scratch. We're going to get a whole new idea in here. We're going to rebuild the offense and rebuild the defense. It was, it was, we are going to continue this culture that has been successful and that has shown results, right? If at that time you told me that we're, we're keeping Dennis Allen, but we are rebuilding everything around him, I would have said, then why are you keeping Dennis Allen? Now, I understand where you're at now, but at some point over the last two years, the plan changed from continuity to get all Sean's guys out the building, right? There's a couple left, like Darren Rizzi is still connected to Sean and the special teams and whatever, and you have a couple assistants who are connected to Sean, right? So it's not a complete overhaul in that regard. But even guys like Traquan Smith, like he's not here anymore, right? You know, you're talking about, you know, Mike Thomas, Marshawn Ladmore. Are they going to be here next year? Jameis Winston, is he going to be here next year? So the, the mission goals seem to have changed. 
And I don't know when they did. <laughs> and they don't have to explain it. The team doesn't have to explain it. But clearly something has changed in terms of how you're going to succeed with Dennis Allen. And, and, and my thing is, like, you look at it and you say, okay, you know, the, it could go either way. I, I'm not a fortune teller. Maybe this does all work out. Maybe the offense comes in with Clint Kubiak and his world beaters and suddenly you're where you need to be with Derek Carr and you feel like you've pulled all the, pulled all the right levers, hit all the right buttons, and you look like a genius. But what happens if that isn't the case, if this falls apart? Because you have set up a scenario where if it goes down, it's going down hard. And I think there's a lot of pressure on this season because you have now doubled down on this initial decision, which based on the current decisions being made, sure seems like there was some second thoughts of like, yeah, maybe that wasn't a good idea, right? But you didn't pull the plug on Dennis. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think this season's going to tell a lot in terms of, you know, there's, there could be a much bigger rebuild coming if, if things fall apart under this scenario than had you just started from scratch in the first place is really what I'm getting to. I definitely feel like with Dennis Allen, his defensive mind is obviously yes. the biggest key in keeping him around and what he's been able to produce. I agree with that, and I think there, was, there is a lot of incentive in terms of we do want to keep Dennis Allen. Say what you want about this man. He is a incredible defensive mind. He's an incredible defensive play caller. There was you stats, can't deny that at all, right? There was a stat put out, you know, that like people talked about all year, like, oh, Pete Carmichael is down toward the bottom of these rankings of offensive play callers. And, you know, whatever, whether you believe the statistics they're measuring, all of it's kind of made up to some extent where it's like there is no objective metric of like what's a good play caller versus what isn't. But, the you know, they put up defensive play callers and Dennis Allen's at the top. And so there is value added in keeping him in that role. And so I understand that. Um, but, you know, and, and you look around the NFL and they're not the only team doing this, right? Like they're not the only team that stuck with a, a guy on a staff that was led by a Super Bowl champion, head coach, well-respected, and has taken over. Look at Todd Bowles. He took over for Bruce Arians. Right. He had Tom Brady for one year and they went 8-9. and nine. Everyone talks about Todd Bowles like he's his great success story. They went 8-9 and nine with Tom Brady. <laughs> They went nine and eight this year. They won, like they're one game better than the Saints over the last two years. They have two division titles to show for it, so that kind of skews your perspective. But he's another guy that kind of took over for uh, Bruce Arians, kind of led that team, and they rebuilt their offensive staff a year earlier. And so, if you're the Saints, you're probably looking at that and saying, "Yeah, we probably should have done that, and we probably should have made the Carmichael move a little earlier." Um, and so, maybe you know, if you can get similar results to what the Bucks got out of Dave Canales with this new scheme with Derek Carr. Then, then yeah, it's a great move. And you look at the Patriots; they're trying to do the same thing. They did the whole succession plan with Gerard Mayo. I Man, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, but you know, it, the Saints are not the only team that is that has tried to go this route. Now, I don't know how it's going to work out, but you can at least say that they're not, you know, they're not zigging where other teams have zagged exclusively. Like they are doing something that is clearly accepted. And there's a lot more defensive head coaches in the NFL right now, and after this hiring cycle, than there were going into it. You know, Raheem, like the NFC South has three defensive head coaches. Raheem Morris has obviously worked on the offensive side of the ball, but he's a defensive guy. Uh, and you have three head coaches who are in their second head coaching stint after the first one went terribly. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting comparisons to be made around the NFC South these days. Yeah, and the division uh, going into next season, obviously I feel like it's, it's going to be the same thing again where – it's all up for grabs again. There's gonna not going to be really any clear favorite. You could say maybe Tampa Bay, obviously, since they've been doing it. Yeah, there's no favorite. I mean, like you can look at Tampa Bay and say, yeah, they had a great year in terms of the expectations versus what they did. You still don't know what Atlanta's going to do at quarterback. Well, but like, yeah, I look at it, I look at Tampa Bay and I say, well, how are they going to get better? How are they going to improve from what they did this year? 
And, I mean, they Looks could. Like Mike Evans might be gone. Well, right. I mean, they have cap space to work with. That's the big difference between the between Tampa and the Saints. Is Tampa right, they was were able, able to reset that. They were able to reset and win at the same time, or at least win at a level that was <laughs> uh, commensurate with the amount of, you know, to be a success with the investment you made in paying yeah, Baker they Mayfield. They won a playoff game, too, so, you know, kudos to them. They did. They hosted a playoff game. Right. They won it, right? They've played three playoff games under Todd <laughs> Bowles. They've won one more game in the regular season than the Saints have over that span. Um, but, yeah, Atlanta, I mean – I, who knows what their quarterback situation is going to be like? Are you going to stick with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke? Like, doubt it. That's the only reason. I'm like, DJ, who who are you going to be the quarterbacks coach for? Yeah, that, <laughs> right? that, that's a great question. Exactly. But you know, they might find some. Maybe maybe they can go and I don't know. Justin Fields might be available, right? Fields, maybe they could trade for Russell Justin Wilson, Fields. Uh, Kirk Cousins out there. Kirk I don't Cousins, know. Yeah. The funny thing about Justin Fields is he would be he would have been the perfect quarterback for Arthur Smith. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And he's not there anymore. But yeah, and then the he's Panthers. In Pittsburgh. He because, is, uh, I don't know what their situation is going to end up like. Um, but yeah, and then and then the Panthers. I mean, uh, I, I I'm still not out on Bryce Young. I think you can objectively say like they probably made the wrong pick. Right. That doesn't mean that Bryce can't have success. And if you you can't look at it as Bryce versus CJ, you have to look at it as Bryce versus Bryce. And how do we improve Bryce Young? And I think Dave Canales is a good coach, so maybe he can find something there. But yeah, I mean, this division is wide open, and that's why if you're the Saints, you feel you probably feel a little bit more comfortable in saying, "Hey, we're, we're, this guy's leash is what it was. We're not going to cut it short just because it didn't go exactly as we had hoped, and it didn't go as poorly as it could have gone either." Um, and you just you're going to go into next season feeling the same way you did this season, and the schedule is slightly more difficult, but it's not that much more difficult. No, you look at it. There's a lot better quarterbacks though on this year's coming schedule. Yeah, you know, the way I look at it, <laughs> I've heard people say this a lot. And, yeah, they're like the Chiefs and, and a couple other teams that, that are on there. But you didn't beat the good teams this year anyway. <laughs> well, you so, got to do it next year. So, you know, but you don't, though, because you still have the bad teams. Like, that's the difference is instead of the Vikings, you have the Chiefs. But you lost to the Vikings. So you don't need to figure out how to go 9-8 and eight again. You need to figure out how to improve from 9-8. and eight. And so you need to win some of those games. And, and that's like, I think the, you have a nine, it's not that you have a five win schedule. It's that you have a nine win schedule and it's going to be a lot more difficult to get to double digit wins than it would be. But I still think you have an easy schedule by NFL standards because everyone in the NFC South has an easy schedule. That's what I say. You, you play, play the NFC South. twice, right. right. Well, it'll be interesting though, because like, you know, the, the Chargers are on that, you know, that mess of a schedule too, obviously, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, like I said, the, the quarterback competition will be stepped up next season. Uh, I'm just uh, looking at, though, overall, like you said, with the division, you you got to figure four and two is definitely doable again <laughs> next year. And I know this is way, way in, you know, thinking ahead right now, but uh, the division not being strong again definitely works in this team's favor because they're still rebuilding with this offense now. But every NFC South team is saying the same thing. Right. I have more confidence, though, because of the Saints' defense, at least. Yeah, sure. But, I, I, but again, if you go on a radio station and go, to, go, go listen to a radio station in Tampa, I assure you, they're saying the same thing. Go, to radio, oh, go right. listen to a radio they're, station they're in Atlanta. They're going to resign Baker they're and everything. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it, it's all about you got to win your games, right? And, yeah, four, they went 4-2 and two this year, and they finished with nine wins. So it's not all about the division, right? you got to win some of those close games. And the failure of this season for the Saints this past season isn't that the, you know they played competitive games they stayed in games they didn't really get blown out you know probably the 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 Rams game was the closest but that still ended as a closer game you know the first Bucks game but the, the you didn't win those close games and so like that's that's to me is like okay how can you go and win those games because if you win 
one of those games, this season feels so much different. Um, and I think that's probably why you go and you're like, you've seen the ceiling of this offense as it was. How many times can you run back the same offense where it's like, it's effective. You can, you've won games with it, but it, it's not, it's not scaring anybody. And I think that's at the end of the day, when you're trying to, when you decide I'm going to rebuild, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tear this thing down to the studs on offense and rebuild, at least from a coaching perspective. That's why, because you've seen the ceiling and you, you think, Hey, we have, there are ways we can, we can raise this ceiling. And this is how you're hoping to do that. I'm interested too to hear more uh, from Clint Kubiak, yeah. just to know his personality and you can get kind of gauge, you know, just the, what he's bringing to the coaching room, because we know, you know, there was always with Pete Carmichael Jr. of how reserved he was personality-wise. He didn't seem like uh, this leader of men kind of thing. There, Let me did I get this math right. There are, like, kids applying to college this like this year who won't, don't know anything but a Sean Payton offense for the Saints. Oh, right, <laughs> They yeah. wouldn't know anybody. Like, that's how long it's been there. So this is going to be such a sea change that I it's it's hard to even gauge like what it's going to look like because they just haven't done it in so long. So I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be strange. Like we're gonna be out there at training camp and you're gonna see them doing things differently. Um, right. It's like they've never done this before. Yeah. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be fun to see how they build out this staff. And and that's gonna again that's gonna be the fun part. And the the frustrating part is gonna be. We talked all season about how, you know, oh, you need time, you need time, you need time to gradually learn your way into a system. And do we have to do that again? That's true, not. right. I sure hope not. Well, we'll see what happens more. Coming back with uh, Sports Talk right after this. Going to be going until 6 o'clock uh, right here on WWL. Be back after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back here on WWL, and we want you to experience the National World War II Museum. It's one of the most magnificent museums in the world. That's right here in our own backyard, folks. you got to go in and take in the family to explore their five awe-inspiring historical exhibits on their five-acre campus. Just go to WWL.com slash contest to register. You can win a family pack of four tickets to the National World War II Museum from WWL. Once again, go to WWL.com slash contest uh looking at some of the nfl news in las vegas gentlemen uh last night we had the nfl honors uh cam jordan took part in it had a little dance routine even on the stage with kirk cousins which was which was very entertaining but uh the one of the reporters from the nfl network caught up with cam asking him about some saint stuff i cut that clip out just to hear from cam and what he had to say 
Cam Jordan's joining us here on behalf of Invisalign. Thank you so much. Thank you for showing all of your pearly whites all of the time, <laughs> flashing that smile. So I might as well just start off right out of the gate. Yeah. What made you smile this season? Was it getting sacked by Matt Ryan? Um, oh, wow. no, no. This, this season, I think, through the ups and downs, it was just the, the, the togetherness of the locker room. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like we were a true brotherhood. And even towards the end of the season where we were trying to put things together, at the end of the season, the game 17, week 18 of uh, such a multiple season if you yeah, will fair. we still had a chance to get into the playoffs so like when you have that hope we're only going to push forward into the next season so i'm really looking forward for this game to be over so i can start my hunt for next year <laughs> okay period <laughs> you know? i knew that's what you were going to say too because we're always looking because it's always about the saints it's so about black and gold though. you know saints defensive end cam jordan there on the nfl network and i've really appreciated obviously him talking about even though the times were tough he, there was still that continuity in the locker room of the players sticking together yeah, you know, I, I think that's a big part of like what this team is trying to figure out and and what they were able to figure out later in the year. Um and that helps, right? Like it's you know, it's it's a li it's a living breathing organism in that room and yeah. you know, they it's you just, just got to get everyone pulling in the same direction. And, and it's a lot harder said easier said than done, I think a lot of the time. Um, but no, I, I do think there are positive vibes that you built off of that. Finish. It is key too when the team leaders are all on the same page. I think. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it's just like too close, but no cigar. You know, like I think fans are going to look at it and be like, ah, they didn't make the playoffs. I don't care. But I think the players, there is something to be said for feeling like you're going into the off season on the right note. Um, and and I think the veteran leaders and you're you're not going to change a ton because you can't. Like, that's one of the byproducts of the way the Saints manage the salary cap is like people are like, oh, it's time to move on from Cam Jordan. I'm not saying that, but like you hear that, right? They're not because they can't, but also because I don't think it makes sense, right? And then you have guys like Tyron Matthew, you're probably going to restructure him. Derek Carr, you're probably going to restructure him. Demario Davis, you're probably going to restructure him. You're talking about guys who are all 31 or older. Uh, Demario and Cam are 34 and older. Uh, but you feel good about those players because they've been playing at such a high level for so long. Um, but yeah, I, I think that... The vibes going into next season, I sure hope, are are different than they were this time around. Yeah, and I will say, too, it was Derek Carr on Two Peas in a Podcast, something like that. Two Gs in a Two pod. Gs in a Pod, uh, talking about... It's Jane Jones and Amber Theo Harris. They talked about a bunch of yeah. things. We uh, discussed on the podcast how the uh, incident with Michael Thomas, he addressed, obviously, there. But I thought it was also interesting in the discussion... On the podcast, that podcast, how he mentioned at some point in the season, him and Der uh, Demario Davis were having breakfast at least once a week uh, to just talk about things and go over stuff. And like I said, the, having your leaders on the same page is really huge. Yeah, right. right. I, and I think that's probably, you know, especially as things started to unravel a little bit, yeah. as they did, as we know they did to some extent. Derek had that little blow up on the field with Olave. You yeah, know, and that, he had another one with Pete Carmichael in Houston, yeah. right? Like there was just, were there were these kind of indications that things were not going well. Um, I think at one point Mike Thomas is tweeting at Derek in the middle of the season. This isn't even the Lions game or <laughs> the last couple of weeks. This was during the season. He wasn't necessarily tweeting at Derek, but he was talking about exactly, the yeah. quarterback, which is like, you know, what, whether you agree with Mike or not, that's just, you know, not how you handle it. And that's one of the things that they talked about on that podcast. James Jones, who was a former NFL wide receiver, played with Derek in Oakland. And it was just like, yeah, that's just not how you do things. Like, yeah, like that's just, you know, there's a code to some extent. And that's just kind of, you know, it, and you get it. Mike Thomas is, is frustrated and whatever. Litigating stuff on social media is just going to drive a wedge between people. And that's 
what you're talking about in the sense of you want the opposite of that. Like, even if people aren't getting along or agreeing on stuff, you're on the same team, you know, <laughs> literally uh, on the same team. And and I think as the season went on, you did see that uh, become more of a factor. And um, yeah, and, and it's tough to gauge because it's like, how does the offense and the defense kind of coexist, right? Like, you spend all training camp trying to beat each other and yelling at each other. Sure. And then in the, during the season, you're on the same side. <laughs> you're all working towards the common goal, yeah. though. You know that. Um, iron sharpens but, iron, as we always hear. But no, and, and I just think that that leadership, you know, what we talked about continuity, the, the continuity and leadership in the locker room outside of Breeze <laughs> is pretty much the same uh, in terms of Jamar Davis, Cam Jordan, you know, and, and your question is Mike Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, how does that affect it? Alvin Kamara is, is still there. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's a big part of why this team is still existing as it is because you don't want to move on from those guys, but also because it – to some extent, you can't. Yeah, exactly. We'll be having one more segment here before the 5 o'clock hour when we get into some prop bets, talking to Dave Mason of betonline.ag. If you have any questions, definitely chime in on the Oakland Heart Jewelers. Talk and text line 504-260-1870 as we get ready for Super Bowl 58, which, hey, you can hear right here on WWL. Be right back. Jeff, one of the things I saw before we came on the air, Amazon's going to stream its own exclusive playoff game on Prime Video next season. Last month, the Chiefs-Dolphins game drew 23 million million viewers on Peacock's first exclusive NFL postseason stream, so that's going to be interesting. And then half of those uh, (laughs) subscribers unsubscribed. Unsubscribed, right. 12 minutes after the game ended. Uh, Yeah, I I, I don't like it, but this is where we are. Uh, I have Prime Video, so it's not an issue for me. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting rid of that anytime soon either. Yeah, I like free two-day delivery kind of deal. (laughs) Although most places have that now, right? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I I don't like it. It's just we're turning into – I mean, it's like all these streaming services have become cable again, right? Like, that's what this is, is cable. But – uh, you know, as as long as that's long what as it I definitely feels it. like, and I can't keep up with all these apps. I, didn't I, I watch... like your your uh, philosophy is like I'll just use one for a while, yeah. then unsubscribe, go to something else, uh, come back to it. On principle, I did not subscribe to Peacock to watch the Chiefs slay the Dolphins, uh, but I didn't miss it either. It was, it, I guess it helps if you have a good game because that was not one. Well, this is going to be a playoff game, so that's uh, you know so must that. see TV all the time. So was that? That was divisional. That's true, right? Game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's. It's kind of greedy. Like, like people should be able to watch the playoffs. Like, you shouldn't be excluding people from watching the playoffs. Right. You need a subscription to something. For I can it. watch every other playoff game on Bunny Ears. You know where it'll be free? WWL in the Odyssey app. Go. Boom. We'll be back with more sports talk after the top of the hour news. We'll be getting more into Super Bowl Fifty Eight, our predictions, and even prop bets. Right after this on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.